Well, before everything, we need to acknowledge what we're feeling. And a lot of times, that's the point where we don't even know. Welcome to Finding Your Spark again. I'm so glad you're here with us this week. This week, we get to speak to Sharon Banyas Hefetz. Sharon Banyas Hefetz is a mindset coach, entrepreneur, author, and dedicated mom of three. And she is all about intuition, self-confidence, and really having the life that you want to have. So I cannot wait to speak to her. Welcome, Sharon. Hi, Donalyn. I'm so excited to speak to you as well today. Thank you for having me. Oh, my pleasure. I am really, really glad you're here. I um, have been kind of rolling around this idea of how we plug into our intuition and like, what does that really mean? And what, you know, like, why bother? <laughs> so I would love it if we could just kind of talk a little bit about like, what is intuition? Has it fit in? How did it fit in in your life or in the lives of your clients? So yeah, tell us a little. So I think that all started with motherhood <laughs> because becoming a mother, you go through a lot of different um, phases uh, from being a new mother to having two children, three children. And in that process, a lot of moms lose themselves. And I was kind of soul searching um, how to reconnect and realign with myself. And it was even to the point of what color do you like? I didn't know what color I liked. I didn't know what I liked to eat. I had a problem choosing anything. And then I found listening to your intuition. And I started working and researching that. And intuition is that small voice inside your head that tells you your truth that aligns with what you really are, what you're really thinking at the moment. And it could be little things. It doesn't mean like this huge thing. Sometimes when you look at that cup on the edge of the counter and you have that like little mm, feeling, <laughs> once you look at that, that's your intuition saying, don't be a fool, move that glass. It's gonna get knocked over or you lifting this bag and not understanding really why. And later on that day, you're like, oh, and I had that bag in my arm. This Today I was holding it in my hand. I can't believe I didn't take it with me. So once you are recognized and are aware that we have this inner voice inside us that is guiding us, it's our guidance through life. And it doesn't mean that my intuition is going to say the same as your intuition says, and everyone's intuition is aligned with their inner self. So I believe that that's where it is. It's basically our inner true voice that is aligned with our being. Oh, I love that description. Really fantastic. I, uh, I really picked up in the beginning when you were talking about motherhood. And I think that this can, boys, don't turn off. Come on, stick with me. <laughs> um, 
not just parenthood, but uh, you know, I, I feel like there's so many places in our lives where we place service above our own needs and our own desires. And parenting is like that, but so is sometimes going to work. I worked in the theater for many, many years and there's just 0% respect for your personal needs for sleep and eating and things like that um, in certain theaters, right? And so there are plenty of opportunities for us to shut it down, to say, oh, I shouldn't listen to that part of me that says, this is the moment I should eat. This is the moment I should close my eyes. Or even, uh, you know, as you said, this is the moment I should see that that should get into the bag so that it gets into the car so that we have it when we need it. Right. And um, and I wonder if you feel like there is a, a connection between us getting out of alignment and prioritizing service over ourselves. I think I'm the definition and many people may relate, but I think I'm the definition of a people pleaser. And I, and I grew up in that. So I was not ever taught to listen to my inner voice. I had to really find it. I, I worked hard in not hard, but a long time to kind of, Oh, that's what it is. Oh, you know, like finding those little moments. And that's why I was mentioning the glass on the counter because your intuition is always going to be that thing that you say, okay, now I need to sit down and rest. And as a mother, you were bringing up motherhood again. Like it's easiest for me to connect. Um, I work with a lot of moms and you just get lost. And in the beginning of motherhood, you know, we're meant to not notice everything that we're going through because we need to care for these new beings that came into the world. And we need to make sure that they survive. Apart from being happy and, and going beyond that, the first basic thing is making sure that they survive. So your thoughts and your head is filled with feeding and sleeping and so many different things and aspects in their lives and in creating an harmonious, I don't even want to say balance because there's nothing balanced about it in the beginning, but like a, a way for you to get everything done in a way that everyone's happy around you. And it brings you right back shooting to that people pleaser. And if you had a lot of that growing up and you grew up pleasing everyone, um, it comes natural. So it really, really easily just disappears. Like you don't listen to that voice anymore. You don't, you may have it regarding your child. You may have it regarding, oh, wow, I need to do A, B, and C, but not regarding yourself because you're so used to putting that off and listening to that voice. So you don't know when to rest and you don't know when to take a break and you don't know when to breathe. And with time, you don't know what to choose in a restaurant off the menu or what music you still like. Um, and, and I find that in, women have 
and and all men please forgive me now women have such a strong intuition when it is in um when it is in balance when we are aware of it um when we learn to nurture it um and we on the, on the contrary knowing that we're always brought up, many of us are brought up to just dismiss it completely in order for others around us to be happy or to be happy with who you are. You're standing up to their expectations. Yeah. This is all so important what you're talking about. You know, it really, there's a piece of it that reminds me of, um, a scale that we have in biofeedback that essentially means that when the problem is a problem in the beginning, right, you'll, you'll know you have an alarm. It's like, I always say it as if you're smoking cigarettes, because it's super easy to, you've everybody seen somebody try to smoke a cigarette for the first time and their whole body just go convulsions. Like this is a bad idea, <laughs> you know? And then, and then if you keep doing it, your body starts to adapt. And if you keep doing it, then your body just cuts off parts of you and says, these parts are not usable. This part of the lung is not usable. This part of whatever is just, it's fine. We're just going to move around that. We're just, we just understand that we can't do that anymore. And you're already addicted to a new pattern. So. Right. And that's right. And it is like that record groove where you just fall into it. Right. Yes. That might be a very old school image, but <laughs> um, uh, <laughs> we don't have digital grooves, but anyway, <laughs> um, uh, but, you know, the thing is that what you described, I've certainly experienced um, in terms of when we're in go mode and and we're uh, we are pleasing everybody. Right. That is just like from the beginning of when you get up in the morning, it turns from I'm keeping somebody alive to uh, I'm keeping somebody happy or maybe many somebody's happy without you even noticing you don't even see it. You don't, you just like, no, this is what I have to do to, to, you know, do the thing that is me, my job. Right. You have so many external voices running around your head that become, the more you think that way, the more they become wired in your brain. And the more there's no room for your true thoughts and, and, and your alignment and, where you find that is right for you. It takes a lot. I mean, a lot of people, again, I, I work with mostly moms. So a lot of moms feel that I have to do this. I have to do this and I have to go meet this person. I have to go to the store. I have, to. there is no, I want, or I know I need to. Or because it's not even, it, it just becomes not relevant what you want and what you need to and what you feel like is the right thing for you because you don't know how to listen to those thoughts. You don't know how to listen to that voice anymore with time. Mm. So let's say we've gotten to that point, right? So here, here I am, I'm in this situation where I've, I've shut down that part of me for a really long time. And I know there's someone in there still. How do I tap into her? How do I say, I want to hear from you, my intuition? 
I will connect that to joy and happiness and and to all that because, well, before everything, we need to acknowledge what we're feeling. And a lot of times that's the point where we don't even know what we're feeling. We know what your, you know, you know what your father is feeling about it. You know what your mother is feeling about it. You know how your spouse is feeling about it. You know how your children feel about it. The schools feels about it the, or, or whatever. Everyone around you feels about it. But first is recognizing, becoming aware of your, what are you feeling? What does it feel like for you right now? And acknowledging it and giving it room because it's something that you did not give space for. You know what I mean? So even just beginning with awareness and acknowledgement and, and then identifying these little sources of what feels right for you, what feels right. I started, I could tell you the little tiny baby steps that I did. Okay. So the tiny baby steps that I did, and, and there's a reason, of course, that I brought up that glass on the corner. Every time I had a little thought like that, I would get up and do it at that same moment. Okay. So like I saw the glass on the counter. I did not dismiss it and walk by it because I didn't have the energy. I moved it. I lifted a bag Oh, maybe I'll see Jenna tomorrow. I took that bag and I put it in my car. Even if I couldn't rest or 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 take the time, I at least needed to acknowledge the fact that I'm tired. I'm tired. And just and and that's how you learn to differentiate your voice from others and learn it gives it more strength and more power because and once you do that, suddenly, like you have a feeling you're missing um, your your friend right now. You've been thinking about her uh, for the past day. Take the phone, pick up the phone and call her or text them. Or because that's your inner being, that's your inner thoughts connecting to someone else. And I find that when I do that, once they pick up, it's always like, I can't believe you just called me. I was just thinking about you or I really needed to talk to someone. Thank you. Or I'm sad and, and I can't believe you just called. This is like the perfect moment or so many things like that. So just basically practicing those little moments that you need to see what it looks like, like what that Oh, the glass is on the corner. And, and, I can't, and I'm going to continue saying the glass is on the counter. for, for <laughs> So we have that example. But it's like listening to that and then listening to, oh, tie your shoe. And once you do that, you'll strengthen and align so much more with your truth and who you are. And suddenly it won't feel wrong to go with it because You'll prove to yourself time and time again from those little things that you do dare to do that suddenly when I have a bigger choice, it's proven that your intuition is right and, and, and you, you're allowed to listen to it and that you're allowed 
to go with that feeling. So I always recommend those little baby, baby, baby beginning steps that are not significant, but they are so significant because they teach us the way. They, they train us to, to, to really do whatever it is that we want to do. Yeah. I love that you're making an association between repetitively listening to yourself and creating trust with yourself, because that's the thing that we kind of let go of when we let everybody else's voice be bigger than our own. Be like, well, that's too bad if your feet are, you still have to get up and deal with the baby. <laughs> like, we don't care what you feel like. I know you're tired. It's the middle of the night. Go feed your baby. Right. And so um, those are, those are all those ways that got, that got shut down. And so what you're talking about is sort of becoming trustworthy to yourself again, aren't you? Yeah, a hundred percent. It's like really aligning with yourself, aligning with yourself with the fact that, well, you said it best. I don't need to, to, to reframe it. It's just trusting, trusting that voice. It's learning to trust that voice, but a lot of people feel it as a risk because they may have failed before. And, you know, we're always like, if you're as a coach, you know, failing is part of succeeding and it's another trial towards succeeding. But on the other hand, not everyone feels that way when something goes unexpected or something goes the wrong way. It's not, oh, I hurt my thumb, so I may not touch a hammer anymore. Instead of that, it's like, oh, I hurt my thumb. Let me move it two inches left next time I do that. And, and and that's where we we feel like failure kind of shuts us down a lot of times and and that's why we don't listen we we're not it's it's again it's that practice of of learning to listen to yourself i love that you bring up the risk element of it because change is risky <laughs> it is right and so this idea of creating safety finding ways to create safety for yourself because um uh, you know people are, do not believe you when you say I'm trustworthy, right? If you've been putting your trust outside of you for a while, and then all of a sudden you kind of gain this inner confidence, the people around you don't, don't find that easy, right? They're like, what are you talking about? You're supposed to do what I said. It's, it's our fault. Look, I, I, I take the blame for everything in a good way <laughs> because it's our fault. Like I learned that if I want something and to, to, to get stronger at it and better at it, I need to understand what my part is in it. And I trained others to not take me maybe seriously, or I didn't really after, you know, children, memory kind of disappears. <laughs> and so it's like, ah, I don't remember the exact uh, information or I don't, then you don't trust yourself anymore. And if you don't trust yourself anymore, why should anyone else? Connecting that to the joy is once you do listen to that voice and you do listen to that intuition and suddenly you feel so much more successful because you are really aligned with yourself and you're proving yourself again and again to be trustworthy as you said you you bind that trust and when you have trust you're you're more confident you feel more safe you feel 
you feel comfortable in your space. So once you feel comfortable in your space, you allow yourself to just stay there. And that gives you also boundaries. And once you have boundaries and you have trust and you have that confidence, you're actually allowing yourself later to even foster new connections or pursue new passions or pursue new hobbies or helping others because you know that when you're helping, you're even if it's not going to be the best help they can find, you're doing your best and you trust yourself to be a hundred percent there at that time and, and, and nurture that, you know? Yeah. So I love this idea of flow that you're introducing, right? Cause this flow of energy, that's really the thing that we cut off when, when, and from my framework anyway, that when we're, uh, when we stop trusting ourselves, we cut back on these outflow valves essentially right so the inflow still comes in because we are beings and we have inflow of energy but then those outflows of like natural way of being in the world of, of flowing energy get cut off and when they get opened up again that sensation of relief actually feels like joy right it feels like whoo this feels good it feels good because you're in a safe place, right? You're in a place of confidence. You're in a place of you're full. There's a fullness to you. Yes, yes, yes. A hundred percent. That's amazing. I, I, I love the fact that a lot of times these big, big, big ideas, and they come down to this tiny thing that we just need to incorporate. You know, we just need to acknowledge. We just need to identify, become aware of. And, 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 you know, I'm very optimistic and positive and everyone's like, oh, you're living in the, mm. I just love it there. I feel confident there. I feel safe there. I don't want to choose to look at something else, you know? And, but knowing that you do have that choice, that you can experience the feeling that you want to feel that you can take yourself to a new place by, by, by just baby steps, these, these tiny, tiny things that will change your world without rocking the boat or, or cause a lot of people have that fear of, of rocking the boat. If I'm going to change myself, I'm going to rock my boat and everyone around me is going to fall with me. Right. And especially when you have responsibility to others around you and you don't have to rock the boat. You can just start with like these tiny, tiny things and you'll find so much happiness and so much good. Yeah. I, I really, really pick up on this concept that you just brought up about um, selective viewpoint, right? It's like, I don't have to see the world the way I've been seeing the world. And I don't have to see the world the way that that person is telling me to see myself in this moment, right? And I can accept that you see me that way without having to accept that I should see me that way. You know, that we're, we're able to, to have that separation, which is really hard to do after you've been in it for a while. So one of the things that I wondered when you were talking about this wonderful practice of, um, of trusting yourself, of finding those moments, those tiny moments 
to trust yourself is uh, how does appreciation play into that? Like for me, when I find those little moments, I, I have like a whole celebration. I get so excited. I'm like, whoa, this is so good. <laughs> Right now, now not everybody is like wants to be a little bouncy person like that. Right. So um, what is it? What what is it? How do we keep those things? I guess is what I'm asking. How do we keep those uh, moments in our experience and allow them to feel really authentic? Like for me, having a little celebration is authentic, but that's not true for everybody. Right. The only thing that comes up like really solidly that I feel like um, is important is gratitude. It's learning to uh, like regularly practicing gratitude by acknowledging and appreciating what you have. And it can shift your focus from what you lack basically. So it's more stable. It stays there. It's more, it's not just this shallow, oh, thank you, right? It's when you are mindful and present, You first of all, when you're mindful and present, you don't miss those little moments that you can smile at and say, wow, that was such a nice smile that lady that walked by me gave me. Like you can really appreciate it because you were right there and you really soaked it in and, and, and gratitude basically doesn't allow the world to shake your ground as much because don't want to say a bad word on here, but poop comes all the time. You know, (laughs) it introduces itself to life. And in your life, on many occasions and in different variations, and we're either reactive to everything that happens, or we can find that stability and balance. And I feel that gratitude really helps finding that balance and staying stable because it's much deeper. It, it like gives roots. And once you're grateful for that smile and for your food and for your children. And I'm not just talking about those big things. I'm talking about, I'm grateful for not stepping into that, that puddle outside right now and noticing it and walking by it, you know, just noticing those little things. Suddenly when, when, when that poop comes down, (laughs) comes by, you're like, okay, that is one, but I just had 20 amazing things today that I said thank you for. So it kind of gives that balance. It keeps you on balance. Yeah, so wonderful. And, you know, I feel like we could just talk for days and days and days. And uh, that would be wonderful. But (laughs) we have a half hour podcast. So... Um, I, uh, would just love it if you could let people know how they can get into your world and be connected. Um, so first they can find me. My, my website is Sharon Hefetz Consulting, and I know we're going to put it in those, uh, on the bottom here. And you can also, um, download, I have a ebook that, if it's free, it's just like more because it was another first step that I took was listening to my inner dialogue. 
and being aware of my inner dialogue. And once I was aware of my inner dialogue, it was easier for me to be, to, to notice that like what, what is going on with me and how, how to act and how to deal with it. So you can go to go.sharonhefetzconsulting.com and download that and read a little bit more and take those initial first steps to smiling and listening to your true self and finding yourself. So wonderful. Thank you so much, Sharon. It has just been a pleasure to have you here. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. I want to remind everybody that, of course, you can go to donalyn.blog and you can get the guide to becoming unbreakable. It's an important tool that will give you something really actionable, right? So there's framework and there's background and there's ways to think about things. Sure, of course, and those are important, but also a real actionable tool that you can use to change your energy, to change your emotions today. So go there and download that and you will be right along with the rest of us tuning in to your intuition. And thank you so much. And we'll see you next week. <laughs>